8.30 p.m. The church has wheelchair access and there is free parking just behind it. Tickets at Marcus Books, brownpapertickets.com, and our other supportive indie bookstores. Find more info on the KPFA website for Darnell Moore and Greg Bridges, June 7th. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, 97.5 KT48BR in Santa Cruz and online at kpfa.org. The time is 3 p.m. Stay tuned next for Stone's Throw with Jennifer Stone. Happy. Happy ending, nice and tidy, it's a rule I learned in school, get your money every Friday, happy endings are the rule, so divide up in darkness from the ones who walk in light light them up boys there's your picture drop the shadows out of This is Jennifer Stone with Stone's Throw. Today is June the 12th, 2018. (laughs) Time marches on. Oh, if you feel anything like me, uh, you're probably a little gaga. I I tried to make a a list last night uh, about the zeitgeist. You know, I'm always saying that I'm looking for the spirit of the time, the zeitgeist, and uh, the national conversation, you know. Uh, Oh, let's see. Suicide is very popular, the discussions of suicide. I listened to some young people the other day, you know, and I said, oh, just eat, drink, and be maudlin, kids. Um, What would we do without all that? what is that hand ringing? Uh, frankly, I think, I think we have to say that the, the, uh, the, the, the moment, the moment, um, let's see, 2018, this is all about sexual harassment. And I, I just, I, I just hit the wall with this stuff. Uh, it's just too difficult. And I'm sick of hearing people say they're sick and tired. Of uh, listening, uh, I saw a movie last night that was all about uh, woman's freedom. <laughs> yes, sexual harassment is the issue. Yes, uh, movie was called The Free Soul. And uh, speaking of suicide, I might have missed it. I'm 84, and I I didn't know about this movie 1931 before the code came into the picture. Uh, you know, the the code, the Hayes office. <laughs> they decided to be, uh, not Victorian, but they decided to be stuffy. And, you know, they wouldn't let the men and women sit in the same bed. Anyway, the movie, it was called The Free Soul. And the actors, 
knocked me out because I, uh, I, I never thought Norma Shearer was so so super. I mean, I'd seen her do uh, Elizabeth Barrett Browning. That was okay, but this time I I was knocked out. She plays a woman who is addicted to sex, and her father is addicted to booze. Their father is played by Lionel Barrymore, and I tell you, I uh, I wish. Well, I'm sure Freud didn't see the movie, but. The movie was about a uh, father and daughter, and they love each other passionately, uh, hands-on, but, you know, uh, I'm sure no no genital sex. But these two really love each other, really support each other, and she decides, she says, if he can give up booze, she can give up sex. Uh, Now, she's a very respectable rich girl and uh, her father's a lawyer and he defended this horrible gangster played by Clark Gable before he became Clark Gable anyway this horrible gangster 1931 style uh, he, he he's so intriguing to Norma Shearer that she decides to climb into bed with him and I tell you I don't know how they cut those gowns in those days but I I thought, you know, I mean, it was midnight, and I might have been a little, a little giddy, but I'm telling you, I never saw anything like the. Uh, it isn't a gown. I guess it was a sort of a negligee thing, a piece of silver that she wraps around her, and the scene in which her father comes bursting in on her as uh, she's sitting there with her. Uh, leg showing and she covers it up and I just gasped I I can't believe 1931 <laughs> I haven't seen anything that erotic in the movies well maybe maybe the uh, maybe the first Cleopatra the early Cleopatra with Claudette Colbert <laughs> but that was that was kind of funny uh the free soul of course is a tragedy and a mega melodrama. Most people would laugh and turn it off. Uh, the good guy is played by Leslie Howard, of course. Uh, uh, he knows what true love is. Uh, true love. Well, I don't know. I won't tell you what happens because you might just want to see the picture, but I, I doubt if if it's around. The free soul. Uh, uh, everybody comes to a terrible end but they also learn a bunch of stuff now uh, I thought if it were possible if we could imagine what it would be like if a film like that and the writers you know had been allowed to continue telling the truth or what I saw as the truth this human situation uh, you know uh, uh, real love not incest, but the real love uh, between a father and daughter and their tremendous effort to save each other's lives. Uh, <laughs> and they, they take James Gleason along for laughs. Yes, he's got a mule there. They go up in the hills and the mountains and they stay there for months in order to get rid of their addictions to sex and liquor. Uh, imagine if... The movies had gone on with that sort of thing instead of turning into the sappy little, uh, oh, I don't know, um, Judeo-Christian happy films that were demanded 
uh, by the end of the 30s, you know, everything was uh, sanitized. Uh, anyway, never mind. I'm so glad that I didn't commit suicide ever because I might have missed that picture. Right. Just remember that. You might miss something. Uh, I uh, need to tell you about one series before I get back to sexual harassment, which has to be my theme for, oh, till Christmas. Uh, There's a series called Genius that I am addicted to. It's very, very seldom that I can watch... uh, an hour show series over twice during the week. Uh, uh, Genius season one was Einstein. Season two now is uh, Picasso. And Einstein is Jeffrey Rush. Does a wonderful turn. And Picasso is Antonio Banderas. Uh, I I had a little trouble with the... Gertrude Stein character, Gertrude Stein and Alice Toklas make a sort of appearance, you know, they dive under the table when the uh, bombs hit World War One. you know, they're in Paris and uh, here come the planes and uh, they begin to take the war seriously, Gertrude drives an ambulance, you know, uh, I, I guess it was okay, it, it could have been worse, but... Uh, Usually, the Gertrude Stein character is, uh, what do you call that? Too, too, um, well, too, too corny. Uh, here, you see her as a rather, rather pleasant, beautiful, uh, woman who patronizes the arts. And, uh, she's, what is it? Uh, she's not exactly, uh, a sage, but she's Gertrude Stein. Uh, anyway. Check out the series Genius. Uh, I think, I think it's what is it? Oh, it's on the Fox Network. So if you have uh, on demand, you can just get it that way. Actually, I'm so so frightened lately uh, that I just watched the National Geographic uh, channel, National Geographic Wild cheers me up. Animal rights seems to me to be the best cause. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the uh, the rest of the world, all the sentient beings, you know, the animals, uh, they're looking at eight billion humans, and I, I kind of think maybe our sympathies should be with them. Uh, I was uh, born in 1933 when there were two billion souls. One lifetime, do the math, eight billion now. Anyway, anyway, yes, most of my notes lately, <laughs> I I hid them. I, I kept them in my room, uh, and I didn't look at them until this morning. On top of the pile... Uh, Gertrude Stein says, considering how dangerous everything is, nothing is really very frightening. That's what I keep telling myself. Uh, when things get this wild, this rough, uh, how can you be frightened? Uh, anyway, uh, Gertrude said that feminism was none of her business. I, I think I take her point, but I think she just said you do not know what it is to be bored. Uh, <laughs> she did not do 
the work of a feminist activist. She did her work, which was writing and being Gertrude Stein. And I think that that did something for uh, women's rights. I looked in my notes here, and I'm trying to get to the bottom of it. The other day, I was talking to a friend about this, and I was talking about uh, rape and the fact that uh, women are property. And she said, no, 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 don't. This is just about sexual harassment. This is just about guys, you know, who make your life miserable at work. I said, no, wait, 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 wait a minute. So this is primal stuff, I said. Uh, all men and women are involved, you know. Uh, and of course, uh, rape is the fundamental issue. But basically, it's all about men's control over women's bodies. It's fundamental to our society's values. Uh, it's, what is it? It has a place in politics, religion, and medicine, most of all. Uh, <laughs> the suppression and control of female sexuality has first place in a patriarchy. Now, whether it is a rape, forced pregnancy, denial of abortion, clitoridectomy, or sterilization, the state can only maintain control of the people when it controls the means of reproduction. Got that? It's perfectly simple. <laughs> They're the boss. I was giving a reading years ago, and fellow in the audience looked up at me and he said, what's the matter with you? Do you want to be a man? I said, sure, don't you? Uh, male powers, uh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> it's reality. Somebody said, yes, sexism goes so deep, it's hard to see. We think it's just reality. I didn't really get it, wake up to it, until I was a uh, what is it? Uh, no longer, no longer, what do you call that? Uh, seducible. As long as male approval was the essential, essential, uh, fundamental need of my whole life, uh, as long as they had that, uh, that little, that little emotional, uh, baseball bat over my head, you know. All they had to do was say, do you have any idea how ugly you look when you do that sort of thing? Uh, when you are shrill or raise your voice? Uh, anyway, I began to get it. Oh, let's see. I guess I, I guess when I had two, two little children, two little boys, I found a book uh, published in 1970. And uh, it was in an anthology called Radical Feminism. And I found something called The Bitch Manifesto, written by Joreen. I thought, oh, dear, dear, dear. Don't want to be a, a bitch. Uh, anyway, Joreen defined bitches as those women who live outside the social order. The women who can take care of themselves. Now, this witch bitch is a pariah. She is isolated 
whenever possible, you know, she lives in that little house at the edge of town. Now, bitches do not believe in their inferiority. They are arrogant and egotistical. They do not wait, as ladies do, to be taken care of. There are more of them every day, more and more and more. Maybe that's what's happening. Gosh, even the Pope has apologized. He apologized not just for the clergy, but for his own, um, well, his omission. Uh, yes, the sins of omission. He did not uh, look into the issue of child abuse. He uh, has apologized, and we hope we hope he's taking action. Uh, anyway, now, why do women act? like ladies or bitches what choices yes I think that I was sold on the lady thing because as we all know women want love that is the first thing and I believe it, it's all about yes um, I don't want to say chemistry, biology, pathology. I believe that men, too, demand uh, affection and love. But uh, I don't know why. They, <laughs> they, they have a, a different way of getting uh, the love they need. Uh, anyway, I always wonder why women are angels or vixens. Whores or Madonnas. I wonder, well, you know, think, why does a slave shuffle? Why does a wounded person strike back suddenly? The answer, of course, is to get what we want. You remember old Sigmund Freud? Sigmund Freud got it wrong, but he got it. He asked, well, he said, the great question that has never been answered and which I have not yet been able to answer despite my 30 years of research into the feminine soul is, what does a woman want? <laughs> what a poet old Sigmund Freud was, yes. <laughs> yes, he researched the feminine soul. There's a Beckett play in which uh, uh, one man asks another, he says, do women have souls? And the other chap says, oh, yes, indeed. And first chap says, uh, why? What for? And the other man says, so that they may be damned. <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, finding out what any woman wants is pretty much like finding out what any man wants. Ask them. Ask them one at a time. Get to know them. You know, Joe Stalin, Al Schweitzer. Freud. Freud wanted to pin women down, you know, uh, as a, what is it, as a species? Uh, or, well, know, uh, he had a hardening of the category. He treated them like bugs. Uh, now, 
a number of phallocentric 19th century Hebrew patriarchs <laughs> did that. Yes, uh, uh, Freud was the kind of man who slept with his wife's kid sister. He, <laughs> he had no trouble uh, behaving the way he thought a man should or might behave. Uh, oh, women, yes, in an age when the male uh, is the measure of all things. A woman is a disabled or castrated male. Uh, it's very strange. If you ask a child uh, uh, what a man is, they will tell you it's a male. You know, uh, there's a quote, I think, in the 19th century, uh, one of those sensible male Victorians, uh, he said that uh, man is, of course, uh, the male, but mankind is a woman. And that was kind of sweet, but <laughs> I, I had a teacher in college, in a woman's college, and he always wrapped his arm around the girl's shoulder and said, Don't worry, darling, man embraces Woman. <laughs> anyway, Freud broke things down and he felt that if he could say for certain that what a woman wants, then he had to say she wants a penis. Then it all makes sense somehow. <laughs> yes. Uh, I always said it wasn't penis envy. It was pronoun envy. That's what bothered me, yes. Try to make those pronouns uh, fit. Anyway, Freud's psychology is obviously the psychology of males. Uh, when Freud learned that his women patients were disturbed as a result of childhood sexual trauma, he told them it was all in their heads. Ah, they imagined it. When he treated hysteria, what he called hysteria in women, he discovered that great numbers of women had repressed and frightening episodes of incest and sexual abuse. At first, he believed, he believed them. He believed in the reality of their stories. Then he examined his own childhood memories and something snapped, <laughs> gave way. See some of his published letters to his friend Fleece, F-L-I-E-S-S, -S. look him up, yes. Uh, unable to handle the implications of reality as he adapted his knowledge to fit his theories so women could become guilty eaves once more. Then Freud compounded his patients' illnesses by making them responsible for and even guilty of the Oedipal fantasies in which a woman imagined because Freud believed she desired the rape or the incest. Uh, uh, I looked up a book uh, 
called Father Daughter Incest from Harvard Press, written by Judith Lewis Herman. Uh, some light shed into this darkling closet. Uh, what bothers me, of course, is always the fact that there are father daughter relationships which were, uh, are not just loving, but, uh, soul, soul satisfying. Uh, it's getting harder and harder for people to know, both man and woman, what, uh, what it's all about. The difficulty with sexual abuse or childhood sexual abuse is that very often the children, the child, actually loves the abuser, loves deeply, profoundly. Uh, now, this is where things get, get messy. Uh, there's a movie out called The Tale, which I recommend to you. Uh, Laura Dern is the leading actor. I was a little concerned because they use a 13-year-old girl in the uh, flashbacks to childhood, but check it out. I I can't say that it's fun to watch. As a matter of fact, it's terribly grim. It's about abuse. A little girl, uh, she's an athlete, a runner, and her coach is the perpetrator. Uh, very familiar, very familiar story. It's all over the news. Look around. Hundreds of little girls. Uh, <laughs> well, yes, time marches on. Most of us know now that childhood sexual trauma is common. It happens, apparently, to most of us. How about that? It crosses all the lines of race and class. Race, of course, biological race, we know now, is just a matter of imagination. <laughs> uh, the children, the children, the abused children themselves, they often deny the reality of the abuse in just the same way Freud did. They can't stand it. They don't want to, they don't want to see the reality. They need to protect their self-esteem, the self-regard necessary for their mental health. I myself was one of these children. Uh, was only through the act of writing fiction, I called it fiction, that I was able to dredge up memories, uh, some of them buried for more than 20 years. I think I've always remembered that there had been something wrong, but some of the details had been neatly repressed. Uh, I always wanted to see myself, you know, as being the, uh, what is it, the ruler of my own little world. Uh, now, we know, you know, we know that children have strong survival instincts. They often alter their perceptions in ways will help them maintain their illusion of control. They simply refuse to acknowledge that certain things have happened. In Freud's case, he was convinced that his own 
Oedipal desires were so strong that he could have even did imagine seductions. He transferred his view of reality to the population at large. The result, as we know, for women anyway, was a catastrophe. I have to stop all that nonsense now. Maybe I can find something funny for next week. This has been Jennifer Stone (laughs) talking to you about the zeitgeist, the recognition after all these centuries that that women have been getting uh, getting it right in the. Never mind, Jennifer. Get off the air next Tuesday at this same time. Till then, go easy, and if you can't go easy, go as easy as you can. Would you or someone you know like to help ensure that KPFA's programming is meeting the cultural and educational needs of our Bay Area community? Then maybe you'd like to join our volunteers who serve on KPFA's Community Advisory Board, or CAB for short. The CAB gathers and evaluates comments and feedback from our listeners and then advises the local station board, which governs station operations. For more information about the CAB, go to kpfa.org and click on the Community Advisory Board at the bottom of the homepage. You can email the CAB at cab.kpfa at gmail.com. To apply for CAB memberships, go to the CAB page at kpfa.org and click on the link that reads CAB Nomination Form. We look forward to hearing from you. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA and 